From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and we are back on with Melody Buell talking about feedback, part two. Melody, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. I'm honored, George. Happy to be here. You know, it's uh, I was actually thinking about this podcast earlier today when I was going through my annual review from 2023, and... Uh, getting some very in-depth feedback from my manager. <laughs> the feedback that we give is, it's so important in all aspects of our life because, I mean, that can mean more money or, or less. Or, I mean, and there's positive feedback and I want to be able to learn from that. There's negative feedback and I want to be able to learn from that as well. And how can we really structure this feedback in a way that, our students learn from it, whether it's, you know, about something we're doing that's positive or something we're doing that's maybe not quite so positive. And I think that's kind of a, a good thing for us to touch on today. Absolutely. I think my first question to you, George, is is what were some of the feelings you had while you were receiving your, your annual review today? Uh, I was actually... I kind of reviewed the person back who reviewed me and I just said, you know, it's really been amazing working with you because uh, my previous manager was just fantastic, out of this world, good. And I, the, the main thing I told this person was you make me feel like I matter. I matter to you and I matter to the organization and the feedback that you're giving me really... I like working for you because you're the kind of boss who I want to do a good job, not just for the organization, but I want to, or for my own goals and development, but I want to do a good job for you because you really, you know, I care about what you think about the work I do. And, and I've had a few people that I've worked for, Stacy Garish at Beaver Creek. Oh my gosh. She was incredible to work for. Um, and just a couple of other bosses who they just bring something special out in you. And I really love it when we get that connection with a student and feel like we can bring that out in them, whether it's a student that we're teaching or it's, uh, you know, someone that we're leading through clinics and training. Uh, you know, George, I hear an undertone in this, and, and I, I also want to acknowledge how you went full circle and landed on the feelings. Like, you, you brought back in the story. You took It sounded almost like you took yourself back to the experience you had earlier today. And then as you went on to talk about some of the people that you really enjoyed working for, um, there's it almost sounds like what you're talking about is relationships. Very much and so. what that does to play into, uh, what that does just to play into how you deliver feedback, how you receive feedback. You know, I, I think about, you know, when you're coaching and you have a long-term uh, long, long -term relationship with someone where you've been working together for years, and the way you deliver feedback is going to be attuned to that person. It may work well to speak to your um they work really well to just speak to that um, what needs to be corrected or changed, right? So change-based feedback. 
that might be just fine as where if you're in a new relationship, you may actually need to develop some some trust or to hone in and figure out, hey, do I need to give a lot of positive reinforcement force first? Or am I cycling through and making sure that I'm keeping this person's uh, keeping this person's excitement for the sport, you know, elevated and being thoughtful about it? And as opposed to sometimes, you know, we, we see someone new and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to fix you, right? But we know from doing the work that that's not our job. Our job is not to fix up someone else. Our job is to support them in their learning pathway. So I think uh, being cognizant about that and honing on, on what is my relationship with this person, whether it's somebody that you work for. Maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's the person that you uh, is in your clinic group, or it's your student, it's your guest out on the hill, uh, or it's a colleague. Like, who are they? How long have you known each other? What kind of experiences have you had together? Do you have uh, do you have some depth? And being able to move and pivot from that, have you invested, like really invested trust with those people, and then moving within it. And how do we build those relationships in, you know, just a matter of a couple of hours? If we've got, say, a group lesson or something, it's really important that we get that that relationship built and built quickly because it's so important for our guests' experience. Absolutely. I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this in, in the first round of this, uh, this two-part series and in some strategies that can be really successful for building that trust. And, and something I consistently lean on is getting into the why. Why is someone there? And what I find is that, you know, if, if, if someone like you shows up and says, like, give me all the, you know, tell me what error-based learning for me. Like, that's all I want. Like, if you could just give me some of that feedback um, to tell me what I need to do to change, then that's going to help me grow. As where somebody else, that may not be how they respond. So in that question around why, it's quite likely that you're going to get an idea of how that person experiences themselves. You know, something that oftentimes shows up in that initial conversation, right, when you're listening to that why, is that you may start to hear that that person, how that person sees themselves. You know, I'm here because I couldn't do, I couldn't think of being anywhere else. Right. That person's probably really committed and dedicated and honing in on that is, is incredibly valuable. That's going to help that person feel seen in this context. It might be that that person is really focused on, uh, you know, on some technical part of their scheme. You know, how is the ski move or, or technical part of their riding? And you're going to see, oh, this person's a little bit more like focused on this part of their development. And then you get to tune into that. Right. And that's going to help build that that relationship. But I think that, you know, within a couple of hours, is I think one thing that we can, you know, you can do the best you can within that amount of time. And, you know, I actually think it's worth mentioning that we've got some a really great uh, model in our teaching sports manual. And I believe it's on page 60. And I would encourage our members to go check that out and use that and complement that to some of the other models that do exist. But it's it's also recognizing that it's really important that you build relationships that are ongoing as well. And that will give you some diversity in practice so that you know how to work with your uh, your fellow instructors. You know how to work with 
uh, these people uh, who, who you see on a daily basis. You know, you have an idea and some framework to how to move into uh, feedback for somebody that's really genuinely tailored for them. And you have a diversity of experience back who's also, you're going to have guests who show up year after year or they come for a week and being able to deliver feedback to them that is really tailored to them. Because the person who shows up and says, let's get into the work right now, and, and after three turns, they say, all right, tell me what I'm doing wrong, right? It's a very different person that, than someone who, you know, needs almost a full day with you before they're really real, ready to, to start focusing on, on what it is that they need to change. Or maybe that whole time is spent telling them what they're doing really well. And all of those things are right. You know, and I love what you said about that person who after three turns, tell me what I'm doing wrong. And there is so much that you can tell that person that they're doing right that could then help you enhance with telling them what they're doing wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm thinking about um, the talent code and how they talk about accelerated learning. And I think some people tone in to that style. So this idea that if you, it is very error focused. So if you go and you repeat the movement or you, you go through and you do something until you get it right, that you will accelerate your success. However, I think there's another side that we have to think about is that if that's the only space that somebody is, is functioning within, then what are they going to know when they've got it right? Right. So it, sometimes performance will actually give us that feedback. Like if you're, um, you know, say you're in the park, I think that freestyle is very conducive to this. Like when you when you land the trick, like you, you know, uh, whether or not it's, it's exactly the way you want it. You know, that's maybe where some video can come in. Uh, same thing with where if we're uh, if we're out on the hill, like if, if, if you could feel like the acceleration of that ski develop. Right. If you could feel that snap that's feedback that you're getting from the movements, um, then maybe you look at some video or something else. But at some point, it's really nice to have someone tell you, that's it. Let's get more of that. Let's hone in on that. And that's actually what really keeps us in business is to be able to provide that. It's to be able to, you know, it's to be able to get in there and let someone know when they've been successful. So I think it's really important that, yes, Error-focused feedback can be phenomenal, right? Letting coaching that direction, if you have the relationship, if you know that person is is showing up that day in a way where they can receive that, and make yourself valuable by letting them know when they've nailed it and celebrate. I think that's the thing that sometimes we forget is so important is that when you have these big victories or small victories, if we skip over that, where's the joy in it all? And that also can help you come back and continue to develop that relationship, continue to develop that trust and help move that, uh, move that forward. So Melody, I'm a keynote speaker next week at a healthcare function and uh, I'm actually talking about people skills (laughs) because in a healthcare setting, we have all sorts of areas where we can mess those relationships up. And I'm starting out by asking a question of what's more infectious than COVID, RSV, or the flu? Because what do we ask everybody? What symptoms do you have when they walk into the clinic? Mm. Hmm. Your attitude. You have to be exposed to those others for a little while to catch them. An attitude you can turn on a dime. (laughs) 
see the smile in someone's eyes and their face you can also hear the smile in someone's voice yeah absolutely i think that's so true i think that's absolutely on point you know i i, I think about all of these different um feedback models that we have you know i um you know of course we giving back to the one that's the international sports manual manual and we have uh, SBI, you know, situation behavior impact, and then we have um, HIP, you know, humble, helpful, immediate, in-person, private credit for criticism, public for praise, and not about personality. Like, we have, there, there, it goes on and on, right? And I think it's like, I look at that, and it comes back to this piece of, like, understanding, like, how you're going to impact the person how are you going to impact the group like what is it that you're doing to truly make sure you have a connected experience with someone before you dive in and then are you does it become infectious right for, for better for better or worse because your approach and how you show up and and what you're delivering like really i look at this is what we're selling we're selling a great experience so how are you like contributing to that um, and I think being conscious about it, understanding the product is a really successful, it has a lot of opportunity to be successful for how, um, whether or not we keep people, people, people in this. So last question to you for feedback. Sure. We've got a lot of other topics that we're going to be talking about over the coming weeks and months, but this is such an important topic, and it's so important that we give feedback effectively. How can we train it? What are some things we can do to improve the way we give feedback? And maybe should that be a topic that we, we have in our ski and ride school trainings? George, I think you are on point with that question. Um, I'm clearly taking my, my pause here. I I think that it's incredibly important to be training to it. And I think that, you know, I, I think that there's some resources available through PSA, ASI, like, and I think it's our job professionally to understand how to distill the most valuable information for someone, but also to take that further and dip into our people and teaching skills and under, really understand how those are applied. You know, I, I think that we talked a little bit last time about how the outer ring dips into this, you know, our professionalism, like how are we really showing up? Like that's part of this as well. It's my professional obligation to give you feedback. 
if I am in that role of, of whether I'm a clinic leader, whether I am, um, if I'm giving lessons, whatever it is that I'm doing, but I also think that it's, it's my job as a trainer to model that. And it's also my job to, to talk about it when I don't always get it right. Because we're not always going to nail it. It's how we deal with it. How do we take ownership? What do we do when it's not spot on? And let that be learning opportunities. You know, I'm a big believer that failure can be a phenomenal teacher. Like where, how are we taking, you know, I guess that cycles right back to error-based learning. And is that you're letting people have the moment to be able to see themselves and to actually process what's happening while you are there attuned to the type of feedback that's going to help increase the quality of their experience. And I think that, that helps us move forward. That is a space, you know, if we can learn to, to teach that to our instructors so that they can look and go, oh, this person lights up when I tell them what they're doing well. This person seems bored when I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> or, or this person is right there next to me saying, did I get it? Did I get it? Right? We, you know, and, and of course, these are animated intentionally. Maybe also a little bit more than what you see, but maybe spot on as well. And I think that we can, we can hone in to say, look and go, oh, this person performs better when I do this, right? Like putting someone on a little bit of a stage, sometimes people accelerate to that. We want to create those opportunities where people rise up. I also think it's important to look and say, well, this person also doesn't. You know, our, our children's content does a great job of digging into that. And, and specifying like general age groups that do better in certain social, social circumstances. So within that, I think we get the opportunity to use that information and apply it. So being observant, I think, is a skill that we can encourage. Responding to what you see. Asking. I just keep going back to, you know, asking someone what they want. You know, I think that we can, we can tune in, we can connect, we can build relationships. And as we do that along the way, I think it's okay to check in. Hey, how's this landing for you? I also want to make sure that I'm letting, I also making sure that you're letting someone know how well they're doing, when they're getting those successes. So, I, I, you know, I think that there's some key theme, themes here that are showing up. It's like, quick challenge. Also make sure that you're reinforcing the successes and you're celebrating. Love it. Melody Buell, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us on First Chair. You're welcome, George. It's always a pleasure. From the PSIA ASI Satellite Studios in Hood River, Oregon, I'm George Thomas.